Hey y'all, we're back. Episode 16 of the Half Court Shot. I'm finally done with finals and um, it's winter break, so posting is going to be a lot more consistent now. Um, yeah, so we got a little taste of the preseason um, and of what teams are going to look like in th- throughout the year. And I think a lot of teams look really good. I think we're going to have a very competitive competitive NBA season I think I think a lot of the teams are very evenly matched up I wouldn't say there's like one big super team um as we've had in the past years other than I guess you could say the Lakers um but besides that I, I think every team can beat every team and I just think that this is going to be a great great year to watch um but for this episode what I wanted to talk about was my NBA award winners for the 2020-2021 year and I know there's like a bunch of people that have done this and there are like a bunch of articles out and stuff like that um but I think I can guarantee that you guys are not going to be expecting the names on this list um or at least for the most part I hope um yeah so I guess that being said we can jump right in um for first oh, I guess I go backwards no i won't um for mvp i have jimmy butler um yeah i i didn't i don't want to say Giannis. i didn't want to say lebron um yeah i put jimmy butler i think we got a great taste of what he could do in the nba finals or just that entire playoff run he's a great leader and other than just stats that he puts up he shows great leadership he is a super super valuable valuable asset to this heat team um without him they aren't a playoff team um and without him the young guys don't develop i think he creates a great chemistry with them and i don't know where this idea of jimmy butler being a bad teammate came about but i think he completely debunked that last year and um the team just shows great signs of life and youth and veteran leadership and jimmy butler is one of those guys and he is super valuable to this heat team and if we're basing the award off of the name jimmy butler 100 percent can win it this year um i think that that was his best year and i think he's only going to improve from there i think it's late to say he's about to hit his prime but i think he's about to hit his prime i think this year is going to be the best year of his career and i think he has a legitimate shot of winning mvp um, and as a runner-up, I put Kawhi Leonard. Um, his statistical season kind of was overshadowed, obviously playing for the Clippers, and they had really high expectations, being like the Battle of LA, and obviously blowing that 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. His reputation isn't that good going to this year, so a lot of it, a lot of people and analysts just don't have him on the radar anymore. Um, I think Kawhi is still in the middle of his prime i think he is going to have a fantastic year has a legitimate shot to win defensive player of the year as well i i think um with a new coach in place i think he's going to have a great year same with paul george i think this team's going to be very successful um yeah so moving on we have rookie of the year so we know there's lamella ball who is basically filling up all of social media every time he plays it's just crazy it's just everyone you know Lamelo ball we watched this kid grow up and now he's in the nba it's just ever since his chino hill days as an eighth grader and 
it's just it's just great to see him in the NBA now. Um, but for my rookie of the year, it's not Lamelo Ball, it's Denny of Dia. I know that you guys know how much I've been hyping up this guy. Um, I said Denny of Dia is going to be the best player in the draft, and I think um, on the Wizards he has a really good chance of proving it. Um, this team is interesting, especially after the John Wall trade, to say the least. Um, but I think Denny of Dia can succeed, although he will not get as many touches with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook on the same side of the ball. I don't think he will get as many touches, but I think he he can be super effective, and he just shows signs of European superstarness. That's a word. Um, yeah, but he's but he's shown so many great signs, and I just think that this guy is gonna be a stud for the for the Wizards this year. Can't wait to see it. And for my runner up, I have Tyrese Halliburton, and I know that might be a little bit biased because I'm a Kings fan. Um, but I think, I think he can be great whether, whether Luke Walton decides to start him or have him come off as a six man, I think he's going to be great for this team in the preseason. He bonds super well with, with the team. He has great chemistry with all of them. He's always, he's always celebrating on the bench and on the floor. Yes, he may look a little bit unproductive, um, considering he's not really shooting 50% or close to it at all. Um, but I think I think that's just his nerves getting to him. But once he's over that stage, which I think he will be very shortly, he can have a very successful rookie year and the rest of a career. I think this man has a legitimate shot at winning rookie of the year over the big names, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball, um, Obi Toppin, all those guys. I think he has a great shot at winning it. And I think he's going to make this Kings team super fun to watch. Um, Yeah, so just stay on the lookout. For defensive player of the year, um, you guys know I mentioned Kawhi, but he's not one of the two names that I put up for Defensive Player of the Year. I have a guard, a guard, and no, it is not Ben Simmons. It is Marcus Smart. Um, this guy, he is so, he's so fun to watch. He's always talking, um, whether it's good or bad. He's he's a great leader, although he's not their best player per se. He is a great leader on this team. He brings such good energy on the defensive side of the ball, and he just makes everyone around him play better um it's like it's like when you watch someone do really well on defense that you just want to do just as well he he is that type of person he brings that defensive energy and he just spreads it to everyone around him he is a great player and i think he might be the third guard in nba history to win defensive player of the year behind michael jordan and the glove gary payton um but other than him i have a runner-up and that is Anthony Davis, and I know that is kind of what a lot of people are expecting, but you can't you can't just ignore the, the fact that Anthony Davis is a great defensive player, and I think he's going to have one of his better defensive years of, the, of his career this year. Um, other than that, we have six men of the year. Um, these two names are somewhat common. Um, it's not Montrez, it's not Dennis Schroeder, it's not Mont- it's not um Lou Will. Um I have Danilo Gallinari for the Hawks. And yes, it might he might not be eligible considering that he could technically start at the small forward position over Cam Reddish or over DeAndre Hunter. Um but if he does come off the bench, I think he will win sixth man of the year. Um and my second name is um 
Okay, well, no, no, no. Before I move on, um, for Danilo Gallinari, he he was a great player on the Clippers. Um, averaged around twenty points a game, and as a starter, and um, if he gets that same amount of time off the bench on the Hawks, he's just gonna be he's gonna be so good for them uh, on the Thunder too. He looked great, um, and in preseason he looked great. So if he just keeps it up, gets 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 his usual twenty five to thirty minutes a game, um, and he's he's gonna show great signs of leadership. I think he can win Sixth Man of the Year. Um, the second name I have is Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I think that's I think that's given. I don't think I I don't think I need to say much. He's now playing behind players like Karis LeVert and Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. He's gonna be that spark plug off the bench, that flamethrower, that offensive leader that he was known to be last year um he had a great season last year and i just think he is going to keep that up he is my runner up to be sixth man of the year and potentially could take home the take home the trophy um wouldn't be surprised i don't think i don't think a lot of people would be surprised if you won it um but yeah those were my two guys for most improved player of the year i have michael porter um in the NBA bubble with Jamal Murray injured, he averaged, what, like 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He looked really good out there. He was super, um, not not flashy per se, but he knew how to score and he knew how to rebound. He's a big small forward, or he's a big forward in general. He can run he can run the 3 and the 4, um, He can, and he can get you buckets any day of the week. Um, and this guy, if he... Which he will. He will take the starting role this year on the Denver Nuggets team. Alongside Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a great year. It's just the amount of touches he gets. The one thing that is a little bit shaky for me is his attitude and work ethic. Um there was a little thing that went around where he was complaining to the coaches about how many minutes he got and yeah, I know that's a that's a little bad to say especially when you're a rookie and you have guys like Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray on your team I don't think you really have the right to say that you guys can disagree but I just don't think he was it was he was in the place to say that um but he can really prove himself um if he shows that he can and should get the ball in the last 15 seconds of the game um then shoot go for it he can be that guy for them who knows, maybe he can be a better closer than Jamal Murray is, a better closer than Nikola Jokic is. Um, but he is my pick to be most improved player of the year. I think he's going to take a huge leap this season. And I think he is going to be a great player for the rest of his career. Um, for my runner-up, I have Lonzo Ball. Yes, the second Ball brother I've mentioned in the podcast. Um, Lonzo Ball had a good, good year. Not great, but he had a good year. Um, a lot of people are counting him out now. They're saying he's a bust, whatever. Like, he didn't live up to the hype. But he's still young. Give him time. This year's his contract extension year, and I think that this guy's going to be great for the Pelicans team. Um, he's a super good facilitator and a decent scorer. He worked on his jumper all offseason, and it looks great. In the preseason, he's knocking down jump shots. JJ Redick is encouraging him to shoot the ball. And now this guy... He, he looks like he could potentially be an all-star in a couple of years. Um, and I think this guy's going to take a huge leap this year. I think he's going to average eight, eight, maybe more assists a game, depending on how many minutes he gets. And and yeah, he 
is my runner-up to be most improved player of the year. And last but not least, we have coach of the year. And I'm not basing this off of best record because a lot of the time, the, the team with the most wins, the coach with the team that has the most wins does not win coach of the year. Um, my pick is Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. Um, I know I haven't brought this up in the podcast, but I've said this to a lot of my friends. I think the Suns are going to be very good this year. Very, very good. I think they're going to be a top five, six seed in the Western Conference, and it's a very competitive conference. I think this team can beat out the Houston Rockets and have more wins than them. I know it's a little bit crazy to say, but they have Chris Paul now. And this and they have and they have this one guy. He is my secret weapon, Arizona Blood, DeAndre Ayton. Um this guy DeAndre Ayton is so underrated. It kind of hurts me because he was the number one overall pick and he's underrated because a lot of people are like oh yeah Luca should have went number one which I think he should have um but obviously the Suns didn't get a bad player in DeAndre Ayton they didn't get a bust this guy was so good for them last year um and I think he's just I think he's gonna be one of the best big men in the league I think he's gonna be a be all-star next year maybe next year two years down the line um this guy's really good he is so 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 underrated i it just hurts me to my soul because when you think of like a top like top 10 big men he's not gonna make a lot of people's lists because people tend to forget how how good and how effective this guy was when he was playing um and he is a great piece. I think Devin Booker is entering his prime very soon. And I think he is going to have a great year this year. I think he'll average nearly 30 points a game. Um, and Chris Paul will show that veteran leadership. He's he fits, Devin, he fits Devin Booker. Chris Paul doesn't necessarily need the ball all the time. Um, or like he does, but he can facilitate out of it. Devin Booker is obviously a fairly ball-dominant they're both fairly ball dominant, but Devin Booker could use a little help on the defensive side of the ball, and Chris Paul can bring that. Um, and there aren't a lot of teams in the league with two very good guards. So I think Chris Paul can just cover for one while Devin Booker guards the other. And I think Devin Booker and Chris Paul are going to have a great season together with DeAndre Ayton, with Mikel Bridges. And I think Monty Williams is going to win Coach of the Year just because a lot of people have the Suns under their radar. They... They don't expect too much out of the Suns, but I have very high expectations, and I do think they will meet them. I think Monty Williams is going to be the coach of the year, and that is all for me. Um, This has been fun. This was episode 16 of the Half Court Shot. I'm your host, Nathan Park, and I'll see you guys next week. We have games coming up soon, guys. That's 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 crazy. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for the season. I, I, I really can't wait. Um, yeah, see y'all next week.